Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Female Empowered. I just recorded it twice prior to this, and both times I said Pilates in the Grove because I'm so used to like answering the phone like that. Anyways, I'm your host, Krista Gurka, and I'm going to apologize ahead of time for if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I have this like horrible cough, but for some reason it's really bad recently, and I have my little juice here that I'm going to try to drink, but if I do start coughing, I do apologize. Um, okay, today's episode is gonna be a really short down and dirty one, okay? Because I wanna give you just some things to think about, some, some things to kind of like dwell over and think if this relates to you. Um, the, what we're gonna talk about today is three reasons high achievers are more prone to burnout. And we have been talking, or I have been talking a lot about high achievers recently. Um, We did, I did the episode about why high achievers, where they're focusing their efforts and also um, why they have trouble managing their team. Um, In a couple episodes, we're going to be speaking with a business coach who works primarily with high achievers. But the reason I talk about this a lot is because I am one. And if you are listening to this podcast, you are one probably too. If you are a female entrepreneur who like started her own thing, you're probably a high achiever. And we have some, we tend to share some of these tendencies. So what I'm going to chat about with you today is why people who are high achievers are more prone prone to burnout and how we can try to nip some of those things in a bud or at the very least, just be aware of them. And when I will say in one hand, they're kind of strengths, but in the other hand, they are, I don't like to use them as weaknesses, but if we lean too much into this high achiever tendency, it can become kind of kryptonite to us. (laughs) excuse me. So there are times where we have to dial this down a little bit. So let's just get into it. All right. If you resonate with being a high achiever, let me know if some of these things resonate with you. Um, The number one thing is that most high achievers want to do it all. And the reason most of us want to do it all is because we want it done yesterday. (laughs) And so we're not patient enough to wait for other people to get it done. You know, this is a perfect example of if you're in a relationship and you ask 
you know, your partner, hey, can you hang this for me? And you don't want to wait the 48 hours or 24 hours or even 15 minutes for them to do it. And you just go ahead and do it yourself. I mean, I have been known to rearrange an entire Pilates studio, 10 different reformers, because I didn't want to wait for two people that promised they would help me the next day. So how many times have you done that? Taken a mattress, moved it when your partner said that they were going to help but you didn't want to wait, right? So that's usually what happens. We want to do it all, not necessarily because we really want to do it all, but, but because we have very little patience to wait. Like when we want done, done something done, we want it done now, which also leads to the next point is that we be, tend to get bad at delegating. And again, why are we bad at delegating? It's because we want things done usually in the exact way we would do it or we want it done yesterday. So we get very impatient waiting for other people to do it. But again, can you see how these traits could impact our own, like lead us to burnout simply because we're not patient enough to wait for someone? Or what about this? What about if you actually didn't give the proper expectations and tell this other person whom you actually did delegate it to when this task was due, okay? I see this happen a lot where you task somebody with someone with something, you delegate it. Maybe it's returning emails or presenting a proposal to you or whatnot. And you set the due date to be Friday, but on Wednesday, you're irritated that it hasn't gotten in yet. They haven't turned it in. Well, if you wanted it done Wednesday, you should have told them it was due Wednesday. All right. So that's another thing with setting clear expectations. So, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that all of these things or both of these things would mean giving into what most high achievers resist most, which is slowing down, which is stepping back or stepping away from our busyness, from our doingness, from our doer tendency, our bulldozer tendency. Okay, so we look at saying no or being patient as a sign of weakness, as a sign of not being able to cut it. Okay, you can't make it in this business. Everything has to be a hustle and grind. And if you're a high achiever that grew up in the eighties, I mean, that's really what it was. It was like, do better, be a perfectionist, hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. That's what people did. That's what people were taught, but things are different now. And we do not have to abide by that old mindset. All right. Most high achievers are used to operating at 150% capacity. And then we also expect everyone else around us to operate at that same capacity. Okay, that's like wanting everyone to read your mind. Would it be wonderful? Absolutely. Is it feasible? No. People cannot read your mind. All right. And the sooner you learn to stop expecting yourself and others, the sooner you'll stop being disappointed. Don't expect yourself from others. Okay, just because you have those expectations of yourself does not mean that someone else on your team is lesser than because they don't operate at 150% capacity. So now why do, why do high achievers feel like they have to do it all? Why do high achievers resist slowing down? If you kind of strip away the layers, and there's lots of layers to us, 
Okay. If you strip away these layers, there's a lot of feeling the need to prove our self-worth. Most of this hustle, this grind, this need to hit seven figures, hit high six figures, hit a certain, you know, launch goal or what have you is because oftentimes we feel that once we get there, it means we have made it. Now we're worthy. All right. We feel that the appearance of being busy and productive proves that we are worthy, that we are hard workers, that we are grinders, that we can do it. All right. And for a long time, this whole this whole kind of societal pressure to be busy, busy, busy. You'd ask someone, oh, how's business going? Oh, so busy. You know, now when people say that to me, I'm like, oh, sorry. It's great if you're busy. It's great if you have clients coming in, but it's not so busy that you can't keep your head above water. You know, someone said to me the other day, I was having this conversation with another business owner on Instagram. I can't remember what it was about, but basically it was a comment about funny things that clients say to us that are just misinterpretations. And so sometimes when, when clients say to me and this, this other business owner was saying the same thing was, you know, when they say, Oh, how lucky you were only here on Wednesdays, how, how lucky to have a four hour work week. And to me, my new response is like, yeah, it's great. I'm happy to teach you how to do that if you'd like as well. Okay. So <coughs> excuse me, everyone. So I don't feel the need to appear busy anymore because busy is different than productive. I want to be productive. I don't care to present as busy. All right. If anything, the busier I present, usually that comes with a lot of stress. And then I start to, I really start to go off the rails. And I know that that's not a good place for me. And I know that that's when, that's my, when my high achiever tendency and my competitive tendency are dialing up and I need to kind of dial them down. One, because I make everyone else around me crazy. And two, because I'm going to lead myself to burnout and I don't want to be there, okay? Hey, I wanted to take a moment and interrupt this episode real quick. If you are enjoying what you're listening to and have listened to any other of my content and are interested in seeing if I would be the right person to help you grow, start, or even support you wherever you are on your fitness business journey, I invite you to schedule a free discovery call with me and see if we're the right fit to work with each other. You can go ahead and grab a time at www.kristagurka.com slash discovery. And I really look forward to chatting with you. Okay. The other thing is, if you, again, if you were born in the 80s or not born in the 80s, but grew up in the 80s, and I, you know, I'd be interested if there's like millennials or Gen Z that believe this too, but success requires sacrifice. Now, I will say that a level of success does require sacrifice at some point. Okay. If you want, to get to the level of success that, you know, for example, that I have created in my business, a multiple seven figure company, there will be sacrifices along the way. Do I get to attend every single one of my kids' events? No. Did I, did I, was I able when they were growing up? No. Was I working? Yes. So that is a sacrifice. Okay. But I've created a point now where not everything has to be a sacrifice. Did I have to invest in my business? And did I choose to do that 
self-funded. Yes, I chose to do that self-funded. So in certain aspects, I sacrificed certain things in my life so that I could reinvest back into my business because the sacrifice was I didn't want to have a lot of debt. Okay. If you're a professional athlete, you know, I think Tom Brady just came out, you know, it's everything with Tom Brady and Giselle getting divorced. And he basically said, like, I consider my football season, like a deployment of sorts. Like I am all in, that is my job. And that is what comes first. And in order to get to that level of success, there certainly require sacrifice and not everyone is willing to, to make those sacrifices and that's okay as well. Okay. But it doesn't always have to be a sacrifice and it doesn't always have to be hard. Are there periods of time when you grow into success that it is a sacrifice and it is hard? Yes. If it's always like that and you always are feeling feeling like you're biking or running uphill, then something has to change in the way that you either your mindset or how you have your business model made up. Okay. You know, we talked a little bit about this as well, the whole need for perfectionism and control, right? It's easier to do it myself. That is the high achievers procrastination, the need for control. This is when we as high achievers become the bottleneck in our success, in our profession, in our parenthood, in our marriage, in our relationships and in our businesses. The need for control the need to have your thumbprint on every single thing, the fact that we always say it's easier to do it by myself, that is perfectionism, okay, which is our defense mechanism from being judged. A lot of high achievers, they don't want to be judged. Not only do they not want to be judged, because again, it comes from that whole lack of self-worth. We don't want others to judge us or others to see us fail. That's why we, you know, come up with these excuses. Oh, it has to be perfect. But by the way, the only person that's noticing a lot of the mistakes that you notice is you. Most people are not even looking so deeply at our work. And the, the quicker I realized that, the easier it was made for me to be like, done is better than perfect. 80% is good enough. Okay. Now this was a real interesting one. And I'm going to throw this out there because I was talking about this recently with my therapist and, um, you know, this happened. I think this was, did become a little bit more common in the eighties, um, as people in our generation, our parents were starting to get divorced. My parents got divorced in 1981. And so some of us grew up with this high achiever tendency that everyone needs me. Everyone needs me to help them. And that comes from being parentified as a kid. So if we happen to have, I don't want to say dysfunctional, but like a, a situation in our family where one of our parents or both of our parents were parentifying us, they needed us to take care of our younger siblings. It definitely was a lot in our like latchkey generation where we were home a lot. But certainly um, when I was growing up, I being the oldest, right? And a lot of oldest siblings are high achievers. Um, I was responsible for my younger brother and sister a lot, not only physically, but I felt emotionally responsible for them too, to protect them from, you know, feelings. And, 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 you know, if 
our parents were arguing or if there was difficult conversations, they were younger than I was and they were younger. So it felt, you know, when we used to travel, this was back when, you know, unaccompanied minors, we go visit my dad. Like I was responsible for my younger brother and sister at like not eight, nine, 10 years old. Okay. So these are sometimes traits that lead our high achieving tendencies to burnout. How challenging would it be for us to feel like everybody needs me? Everybody needs my control, right? Everybody needs my help. All right. So, you know, the need to be perfect, which kind of goes with everybody needs me, the need to feel validated by our work, by things external to us, and the need to make things hard and that it requires sacrifice is what leads a lot of us high achievers to burnout. But we can change it. We can at least recognize it. And if we, we can ask people to call us on it, we can say, you know, if you see me like going, 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 I would love if you said, hey, I think you need to dial back that, you know, or let's change the deadline right now. It's going to be okay. This project, this promotion, it looks good enough. Let's put it out. It doesn't need to be better. It doesn't need to be perfect. Or get people on your team that are like, no, I can do that for you. No, no, no. You don't need to do that. I'll do it. Yep. I'll plan this event. I I'm responsible for the emails. Don't worry. I'm responsible for this X, Y, Z. It is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable because for sure, this is something that we're not used to doing. We're not used to letting go of the vine as a high achiever. We're used to just taking on more. So I challenge you. I challenge you to kind of like see where you fall in this. Do you resonate do you, with those some of those attributes? And what can you do to help yourself and those around you prevent burnout? Because it is doable. I'm proof of it. I, it's, it's been great for me. I mean, it didn't, I, it took a while. It took several years, like three, four or five years to, to get to the point that I am today. And, you know, it's my joy. It's my mission. It's my passion to teach others that there is another way out there. So if you are feeling burnout, if you are feeling like you're struggling, like maybe realize that there's something you can do about it. There 100% is something that you can do about it. So if you're interested in chatting or letting me know how you felt, DM me over on Instagram at Krista Gurka. I look forward to hearing what everyone has to say. And if you could honor the high achieving perfectionist and external validation in me, I would love it if you scroll down to the bottom where you're listening to this podcast and leave me a review. Would you leave me? Would you like, subscribe, and leave a review for me? It would make me feel so happy. And I would be so, 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 so appreciative. And it really does help other high achieving women find this podcast so we can all talk about burnout together. All right. So I really appreciate you listening to this really quick episode. It was um, something I kind of wanted to chat about. We were having some discussions within our inner circle group about it. And I thought I'd share it with all of you. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, my friends, bye for now. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. But before you go, could I ask you to take a minute 
Okay. So maybe like two minutes and leave me an honest review about the podcast. It really does help me get this podcast in front of more women in healthcare, wellness, and fitness. And also really lets me know that I'm actually sharing information you all like to listen to. Thanks again and catch you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.